You're listening to KOOP Hornsby Austin 91.7 FM and on the web at koop.org. Welcome to Issues for Your Tissues, the definitive discourse on reproductive health and well-being with your host, Katie Vitale. The views and opinions expressed on Issues for Your Tissues may not necessarily reflect those of co-op, its board of directors, or anyone else anywhere else. The information offered is not a substitute for the advice of a licensed medical professional, which I am not. Thanks for tuning in to Issues for Your Tissues. Welcome back to Issues for Your Tissues. I'm your host, Katie Vitale. I'm excited to be joining you again on another Thursday night. Uh, You might be tuned in at 91.7 FM, or you could be online at koop.org. If you are, I encourage you to open another tab. There is a great website at koop with more information about the show and about where you can find resources about the show Uh, There is an Issues for Your Tissues page there on the program schedule where you can get links to Facebook, uh, my Twitter handle, and the blog. Also link to iTunes where you can be listening to this show and other episodes of Issues for Your Tissues in the future. So, might be Thursday, might not. Uh, I wanted to thank you for tuning in. It really is Destination Radio, and I know that you're here because you want to know everything there is to know about Uh, sexual justice, uh, reproductive justice, sexual well-being, health, and uh, all sorts of things related to it. So, without further ado, 
uh, this week's fun show. Finally, some fun. We've been talking about all of the things that this uh, selection has brought upon us and lots of other actions that have gone on between. Anyhow, we'll get back to that on another show. This week is all about the vagina monologues. And to that end, I've invited my good friend Heather Ross, who is directing this year's production. Actually, it's 2017, but since it's already started, is it fair to say this year? Uh, yes, there is. There's been a show, you know, here for several years. Um, so there, there was one earlier this year in, in uh, February, but this is next year's because it is. It actually is on the stage in February 2017. All right, so I've invited uh, Heather and some of the cast members to come talk to us about Vagina Monologues, about their experience with it, and even share some of the pieces that they're going to be performing during the February V-Day and One Billion Rising Vagina Monologues production, the 2017 rendition, or what would we say? Um, I would say, uh, like, I would say rendition or version, um, because... Each show, each time it's done, it's done differently. Um, there's a, usually a different director, a different producer, a different cast. Uh, it's been at the Doherty Arts Center for uh, several years now, so that's the same. Um, but I would say, just in my own experience and from talking to others, it is a unique experience each year, and you meet, meet new people, make new friends, and have a fantastic time. So are there different pieces that are performed each year? Um, sometimes they usually add a new piece. Um, it's reviewed each year after talking to people and getting feedback. They added a piece about, um, transgender women, um, a few, a while back whenever they got feedback that it was lacking and it was really needed. And so this year there's going to be one about, um, workplace violence. So that will be, we'll receive that, um, before the show. So before we get into it, uh, I wanted, Heather, I know that all my listeners tune in all the time, and so they heard you before, uh, but for any brand new people coming to Issues for Your Tissues, can you tell us how you first got introduced to the Vagina Monologues and how you came to be a part of the production this year, for next year? Uh, (laughs) Um, Sure, and I'm very happy to be here again. Uh, I love coming on the show. And the first time um, I got introduced to it was in college. I got a theater degree, and I did the show. I did the piece um, about uh, give, watching someone give birth, and uh, it was. It's called "I Was There in the Room," and you know, each time I read it again after a few years passed, it's very different for me. And that's the same with every other piece. Well, last um, this year, I. Um, I was actually an actor in the show, and I did a piece called Reclaiming. And, and it was very, a very powerful experience, and I made a bunch of friends from the show. So then I talked to some, my friend Thomasina, and she got asked to be a producer, and she wanted help, and she knew as a director because she had actually been in one, um, my, a show of mine uh, earlier this year as well, and she asked me to direct it. And I was very honored um, to be asked to direct this show because it's so powerful. And 
I hope everyone enjoys it as much as I, I have so far. Wonderful. So I just wanted to remind listeners that you're tuned in to Issues for Your Tissues. My guests today, director and performers for the 2017 Austin V-Day Vagina Monologues production. You can find out more about this by visiting their, their website. Uh, they have a page where you can find out more information about tickets at Brown Paper Tickets. The link is at the Issues for Your Tissues Facebook page, so you can find it there. And Heather has shared that as well. I'm going to share it again after the show so that you can find it, hopefully even quicker and easier than going there right now and doing it. Either way, if you have questions about the production or how to be involved, you can you can contact Heather directly and get answers to all your, your burning, itching questions. So Heather, how can they get in contact with you? You can uh, email me at hross1110 at gmail.com and, or you can call me at 512-574-8777. And again, that's hross1110 at gmail.com or 512-574-8777. And uh, I, I really want to say that um, the, Eve Ensler created the Vagina Monologues when she went around a- uh, interviewing women and getting feedback from them and by asking them some basic questions and turned it into this fantastic play that's just blown up and had such a powerful impact on the world. So without further ado, we do we get started with the intro? Is, yes. is Laura going to talk to us about that? So this is Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi. Before we get started with it, Laura, I wanted to ask, have you ever performed in the Vagina Monologues before? I have not. And when was the first time you saw it? I saw it back when it came out in the 90s. Wow. So... Did you have any idea when you saw it that you were going to be a part of a production of this play? No, I didn't, but I'm so happy to be part of it now. Wonderful. So another thing that I wanted to add, we had, uh, Heather, you had come on when you guys did casting calls. So all of these performers are local Austinites who want to be a part of this. And so it could be your neighbor's. Could be your friends, could be, well, if it's your friends, they probably already would have told you that they're doing this, but it's really a, a treat to see people, people from Austin representing for vaginas. It really is. And uh, Laura is a good friend of mine from, for several years now. She works with me on another organization for women uh, called Women in Games Austin. And so we've, you know, she, we, I knew that I asked her because of that experience and I thought she would be interested in doing this, and I've been happy to have her. Thank you. So, Laura, when did you uh, when did you know you wanted to be a part of this? Uh, we were talking about it one day. Heather and I were um, discussing things, and and I was like, "Oh wow!" I had no idea that um, she was going to be doing this year's um, vagina monologue. So, um, it just ended up that that we talked about it and and I was like oh I would absolutely love to be involved in that because it had been a long time since I had seen it but I remember it very fondly so it wasn't a long sell no no not at all all. (laughs) so what are you going to share with us today so I'm going to be introducing the vagina monologues we were worried about vaginas we were worried what we think about vaginas and even more worried that we don't think about them we were worried about our own vaginas They needed a context of other vaginas, a community, a culture of vaginas. There's so much darkness and secrecy surrounding them, 
like the Bermuda Triangle. Nobody ever reports back from there. In the first place, it's not so easy to even find your vagina. Women go weeks, months, sometimes even years without looking at it. A high-powered businesswoman was interviewed, and she said she was too busy. She didn't have the time. Looking at your vagina, she said, is a full day's work. You have to get down there on your back in front of a mirror that's standing on its own, full-length preferred. You have to get in the perfect position with the perfect light, which is then shadowed somehow by the mirror and the angle that you're at. You get all twisted up. You're arching your head, killing your back. You're exhausted by then. She said she didn't have time for that. She was busy. So there were vagina interviews, which became vagina monologues. Over 200 women were interviewed. Older women, young women, married women, lesbians, single women, college professors, actors, corporate professionals, sex workers, African-American women, Asian-American women, Hispanic women, Native American women, Caucasian women, Jewish women. Okay. At first, the women were a little reluctant to talk. They were a little bit shy. But once they got going, you couldn't stop them. Women secretly love to talk about their vaginas. They get very excited, mainly because no one's ever asked them before. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. When you guys were, when you did the casting call and when you did your readings, did you have an eye on this piece or did you think that this is what I want to read? I want to start, I'm going to kick it off with this intro. This is the one for me. I love it because it's, it's light and fun and it, it does kick off the show um, on a happy note because certainly some of the material is very intense and, uh, and it, it's nice to be to be part of the, you know, intermediate, you know, introductions and uh, flow through of the pieces. And I'm probably going to ask each of you this when I get to you. When, when you, after you started reading these pieces and you got assigned yours and you've been working on it, have you been inspired to write any of your own? I've definitely thought about it. <laughs> um, and that, that may happen one day. Okay. Well, when you do, I'd like to see you back here. Excellent. Okay. So, again, that was the intro for Vagina Monologues. The production is going to be in February of 2017. Uh, and the, the players are here with us now. And the director, Heather Ross. And you can find tickets, if you're interested in finding out more information about tickets to the show, you can go to vdayaustin2017.com. BPT, as in brown paper tickets.me. And I just wanted to remind you guys that the V Day production of the Vagina Monologues always benefits a nonprofit that supports women, supports causes, and you guys get to choose the cause, right? It, um, it has to be a cause that, uh, combats that works towards ending domestic violence and sexual assault towards women and children. And Safe Place is the, you know, one that has been, uh, we've contributed, donated all of the funds to Safe Place for several years now because Safe Place has helped so many people out. And they've become kind of a partner. Um, We've held auditions there. um, And they're good collaborators with us. Um, and I think there's so many people that, um, there's been people in the show in past years and this year that have, you know, 
uh, that safe place has actually helped them in one way or another. So, uh, but there are guidelines on which kind of places you can pick. You cannot pick any cause, and you cannot pick just any um, uh, any organization. It does have to be a nonprofit that focuses on ending domestic and sexual assault um, towards women and children. So, if people are tuned in to koop dot org, listening online, it's easy to open another tab and go to safeplace dot org to find out more about the organization. So you guys are going to be donating the funds that are generated from the production to Safe Place this year, or next year, I should say? Yes. Um, all, the, all the proceeds go there, um, and we, it's, a, it's a really positive experience because it's going to be healing, and it, it's their perfect partner. Safe Place is always, like, um, you could give them all the money that we have, and it still wouldn't be enough because they have they always have a very long waiting list because there's it's just such a huge problem so we um we encourage you to find out more and if you are ever in need um of anything you know look to safe place they can help you right and they have some safe browsing capability too so that's available for folks if they are in a situation that's not entirely safe exactly All right, so another reminder, as if you couldn't tell, we were talking about Vagina Monologues today with with some of the performers and director of the 2017 production. What are we going to hear next? So we're going to hear the piece called The Flood, and Brenda Shirk's going to be um, doing this piece. And why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Brenda. Well, I've seen the Vagina Monologues one time at the Paramount Theater many years ago when Jerry Hall was one of the readers of the monologue. So I'm familiar with the piece, but I've never acted in the piece. My goal this year, however, was to audition for theater. And when I learned of this audition, that was just perfect. It just was perfect for me. I'm very excited to have been cast. Wonderful. Have you, um, so you went to see it in the, and when it, when was that in the nineties when Jerry Hall came through town? It would be the late nineties. Yes. And had you seen it since then or given? I have not seen it again. No. So this year is going to be like an, like a almost, can we say rebirth? (laughs) I think so. A rebirth of the vagina monologues for you. For me, exactly. And since you've uh, picked your piece and been practicing, or is that even the right, right word? We have uh, rehearsals. Rehearsing. So, I'm so what happens is like everybody, for the auditions, everybody comes in and reads a piece. Um, not everybody gets the piece that they want because we usually can't only... Um, allow put out about like six pieces Mm -hmm. for people to choose from and to audition with uh and you just read read the pieces uh and we get told kind of we find out which ones people are comfortable doing and not comfortable doing and really try to manage that um but because some people people will be doing um the same ones in their audition they don't or the cast casting we sometimes have to give people ones that they didn't audition with, but they we think that they would be a perfect match with. And um, But I do think you auditioned with this piece. I did. And I'm particularly interested in this piece because it's about an older woman. And a week from today is my birthday, and I'm definitely an older woman. 
Have you been inspired to write about, write a vagina monologue of your own or do any uh, extracurricular monologuing since you uh, started this production? I'm very interested in writing a vagina monologue of my own. Definitely, that's what I'm going to do. But I think about my own grandmother every time I read this piece. And she's who I'm channeling when I do the flood. I think about her. She was born in the late 1800s, completely different lifestyle than we have today. And I can't help but thinking of Think about her when I do this piece. In the name of this piece is The Flood? Yes, we will have the intro for it, um, and Ramona's going to read that. We will, but Ramona's going to be reading another piece, and we'll you know, talk more to you um, after when you do that piece. So if you can do the intro. Uh, the reason we're going to do the intro is because it, it provides really important, um, valuable information about the backstory for this piece, and it's real quick. All right, Ramona, hi. So you're going to share with us a little bit now? I'm going to start off with the introduction to the flood. Okay, go ahead. A group of women between the ages of 65 and 75 was interviewed. These interviews were the most poignant, possibly because many of these women had never had a vagina interview before. One woman who was 72 had never even seen her vagina. She washed herself in the shower and bath, but never with conscious intention. She had never had an orgasm. At 72, she went into therapy, and with the help of her therapist, she went home one afternoon by herself, lit some candles, took a bath, played some music, and she got down with herself. She said it took her over an hour because she was arthritic. But when she finally found her clitoris, she said she cried. This monologue is for her. Down there? I haven't been down there since 1953. No, no, it had nothing to do with Eisenhower. No, it's a cellar down there. It's very damp. Clammy. You don't want to go down there. Trust me. You'd get sick. Suffocating. Very nauseating. The smell of the clamminess and the mildew and everything. (laughs) Smells unbearable. Gets in your clothes. No, there was no accident down there. It didn't blow up or catch on fire or anything. Wasn't so dramatic. I mean, well, never mind. No, never mind. I can't talk to you about this. What's a smart girl like you going around talking to old ladies about their down theirs for? We didn't do this kind of thing when I was a girl. What? (laughs) Jesus, okay. There was this boy, Andy Lefkoff. He was cute. Well, I thought so. And tall, like me, and I really liked him. He asked me out for a date in his car. Oh, I can't tell you this. I can't do this. Talk about down there. You just know it's there. Like the cellar. There's rumbles down there sometimes. You can hear the pipes. Things get caught there, little animals and things. 
and it gets wet. And sometimes people have to plug up the leaks. Otherwise, the door stays closed. You forget about it. I mean, it's part of the house, but you don't see it or think about it. It has to be there, though, because every house needs its cellar. Otherwise, the bedroom would be in the basement. Oh, Andy. Andy Lefkoff, right. Andy was very good-looking. He was a catch. That's what we called it in my day. We were in his car, a new white Chevy Bel Air. I remember thinking my legs were too long for the seats. I have long legs. They were smushed up against the dashboard. I was looking at my big kneecaps when he just kissed me in this surprisingly take-me-by-control-like-they-do-in-the-movies kind of way. And I got excited, so excited. And, well, there was a flood down there. I couldn't control it. It was like this force of passion. This river of life just flooded out of me right through my panties right onto the car seat of his new white Chevy Bel Air. It wasn't pee, and it was smelly, right? I Frankly, I really didn't smell anything at all, but he said, Andy said, that it smelled like sour milk and it was staining his car seat. I was a stinky, weird girl, he said. I wanted to explain that his kiss had caught me off guard. That I wasn't normally like this. I tried to wipe the flood up with my dress. It was a new yellow primrose dress and it looked so ugly with the flood on it. Andy drove me home without saying another word. And when I got out and closed his door, I closed the whole store. Locked it. Never opened for business again. I dated some after that, but the idea of flooding made me too nervous. I never even got close again. You asked me what it would wear? What kind of question is that? What would it wear? It would wear a big sign, closed, due to flooding. What would it say? I told you. It's not like that. It's not like a person who speaks. It stopped being a thing that talked a long time ago. It's a place. A place you don't go. It's closed up. Under the house. It's down there. You happy? You made me talk. You got it out of me. You got an old lady to talk about her down there. You feel better now. You know, actually, you're the first person I ever told about this. And I feel a little better. Thank you, Brenda. You're welcome. That one is uh, pretty striking in that it's a reminder that too many, too many women are not really acquainted with themselves or comfortable with their bodies or with talking about bodily processes or functions. And it's one of the things that I'm hoping that 
this show in its entirety and this episode in particular helped to uh, generate is more people talking more openly about sexuality, about uh, what they what they need or what they don't need or what they want or don't want or how just anything in particular, anything that, that would be might in the times of the woman who you were playing be a little bit too risque to share. When you guys tell people, Laura, Brenda, Ramona, Aaron, when you're telling people that you're part of this production, what are some of the reactions that you get and have they, has it been mostly supportive or are there any kind of um, interesting, interesting feedback givers that you've run into? I actually have had the experience of saying it where I get my hair done. And so I was not personally acquainted with everybody who could hear me talk. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was a man, a gentleman in the chair next to me, and I hadn't even thought about it. He might have been really surprised to hear the conversation go toward vaginas when he came in to get his hair cut that day. But he didn't say anything. He kind of just kind of shrugged his shoulders and got lower in the seat. But, But anyway, all my friends and family have been very supportive Wonderful. And Aaron, you had something to add? Uh, yes. My uh, brother was very, very supportive, um, but he sent his wife to the show in, instead of himself, which, frankly, since it was my first show, I was okay with. But <laughs> the, it was supportive from the background, so I, I appreciate it. And again, these shows are going to be, there's, there's more than one, so, and multiple days, and next year, next February, um, can we tell people the dates again? Yes, uh, it's the it's it, it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it's February I think seventeenth, eighteenth, and nineteenth, and it's at the Doherty Arts Center, uh, and they're from uh, they, the show starts at seven, but doors open um, at six thirty, so you can get there a little bit early. We will have table um, tables up front with vagina um memorabilia that you can uh look at you can check out and you will be able to chat with the cast if you stick around for a little bit afterwards um and we hope you all come and check uh, come and um see the show right so those tickets again if you need more information on where or how to get your tickets you can find that linked from the issues for your tissues facebook page uh, it is pretty easy to get to that page to find the information about the production. It's going to be held at the Doty Arts Center and produced by Heather Ross and starring these ladies and and a lot of, a lot more ladies. How many pieces or how many performers will you have? Uh, probably um, around twenty uh, performers. There's a few less monologues. Um, well, yeah, I think uh, there's close to 20 monologues uh there like for the my revolution piece there's three people doing that one um there's three in the transgender piece that's called they beat the girl out of my boy or so they tried um and then there's three in two other pieces but um there are several monologues that are individual and there's several intros so you get to see some people on the stage multiple times doing different pieces um but we do, um, this year we're doing, uh, each year you pick two colors, and we're using pink and purple this year. Um, purple's my absolute favorite color. 
Uh, we just had our photo shoot, which was really fun. We'll have the photos out for um, promotional purposes very, very shortly and with posters and um, up for everyone to see everywhere. And uh, Purple for the suffragettes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And the royalty, which those things could kind of go together. They should. <laughs> um, so we, uh, I just wanted to check in with Laura or Ramona. Have either of you had some interesting reactions from folks when you tell them that you're going to be a part of this or uh, your family or your friends or any bystanders like at the, at the uh, salon? Well, I, I think I've known a lot of people that offer tremendous support. It's absolutely wonderful. And, um, I don't know if it's just I know a lot of awesome progressive women or or what, but yeah, they've all been super supportive. It's been great. I have two sons, both young men, both wonderful young men, and when I told them what I was doing and the name of the production, they just kind of nodded their heads. Um, but they are supportive, and I also enjoy the support of a wonderful group uh, of friends and family. That's great to hear that you guys have had such good and positive reactions from those around you. I will say I've had mixed support. Um, I know that people in my circle, for the most part, like just by knowing me, know that I'm very outspoken about, you know, I have no problem talking about my vagina or anybody's, you know, about vaginas in general. Um, it doesn't mean that everybody is as comfortable as I am that I know. Uh, I remember when I did, um, I was rehearsing my piece for the Vagina mon- um, Monologues when I did it in college for my mother, and she was just giggling. Beca- and I was like, wow, I'm just sitting here talking about, you know, the beauty of birth, and, you know, um, my mom is not used to having conversations like this, and, and she even works in healthcare. But it's very different to talk about it in a technical healthcare, you know, perspective and using that kind of language versus in a conversational format or seeing a show where it's being that's all that's being talked about. And my stepdad was much more like, okay, much more chill about it, which was very surprising to me. But for the most part, um, people have been quite supportive. Um, not every, I know not everyone will um, feel comfortable enough to show up and hear vagina about, I don't know, a thousand times um, in a show. Uh, but I think it, you have to meet people where they are and at least get them introduced to the show. And if, if, even if they don't come this year, maybe they'll come in the future. And maybe they might be in the show in the future. Sometimes it happens like that, right? Mm-hmm. So we are going to take a quick break for some announcements and be right back with more uh, about and more from the Vagina Monologues with uh, the performers and director. So stay tuned to Issues for Your Tissues and Co-op Radio. Welcome back to Issues for Your Tissues. I'm your host, Katie Vitale. Uh, With me in the studio, I have Heather Ross, director of the 2017 Product Vitae. B-Day Austin, One Billion Rising production of the Vagina Monologues and cast members Laura, Aaron, Brenda, and Ramona, who are joining to share some of their pieces and their experiences uh, with the production and uh, getting the, the journey, as it were, to get to this point where they were participating in the local production of the Vagina Monologues. Um, we are, as always... Uh, I think lucky to have this kind of activity going on in town and this kind of um, 
platform from which to share information about it. I'm, I'm always excited to learn about the things that people are doing and here, the intersection of uh, art and reproductive justice, which I feel this, this really is a big part of the storytelling and the sharing of these stories and the increase of the dialogue and the access to more unrestricted conversations about sexuality are going to make it healthier and safer, I believe, for everyone in the long run, rather than nobody say anything about anything to anyone and um, then are be uh, afraid to call things out when they're not safe or right or something that they like, and I applaud that. And it's also like healthcare. Like if you don't know what generally um, is going on down there and whether or not to say something, like if you are in pain, you know, if you're not comfortable talking about it, well, you know, you may not know when or not when to go to the doctor or not. But I, I do feel like this is um, a, a, it's about creating community so much as well, because when you have community, it's easier to do, you know, to heal and to really have a journey that takes you through all these different kinds of emotions. Um, I think every time I hear the flood, it make, it, I tear up because it's just such a powerful piece. Um, there's a few other pieces where I hear them and I'm just like, it's really hard for me to not just like cry um every time even in like rehearsals (laughs) um but I I I think it's very powerful because with every single woman um involved in the show I feel I've bonded in um our own unique way and we've all bonded with each other and it's really beautiful right so this is it's kind of um a class not just for the performers but for the audience and how to advocate for yourself and your needs and speak up Yes, and it's it's a very healing experience too. Um, I have had several people say, you know, I've this piece that really connected, you know, with them in a certain way, and it, it was healing. And I know that when I was in it this year, it was very healing and empowering for me at this, like both at the same time. And being the director of the show, you know, watching people go through their journey as they do their piece it's really beautiful to see. And then it's beautiful for me to be able to be like, you know, directing the show and healing and, you know, and in my own way too. So the next part that we're going to share is, uh, um, not a, what would you call it? Not a duet, but a twofer, right? So Aaron and Ramona are going to, uh, join forces to deliver this next part of this next monologue. What's the name of this one, Aaron? Sorry, and you call, said my revolution. This is called my revolution, and actually, in the show, there are three of us who will be doing it. So it's uh, this is a interesting departure from from what we've been practicing, but it's all good. <laughs> it will be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here we go. My, my revolution. revolution gladly kisses the feet of mothers and nurses and servers and cleaners, and nannies, and healers, and all who are life and give life. My My revolution revolution is on its knees, on my knees to every holy thing, and to those who carry empire-made burdens in and on their heads and backs and hearts. My revolution demands abandon, 
expects the original, relies on troublemakers, anarchists, poets, shamans, seers, sexual explorers, tricksters, mystic travelers, tightrope walkers, and those who go too far and feel too much. My revolution shows up unexpectedly. It's not naive, but believes in miracles. Cannot be categorized, targeted, or branded. Or even located. Offers prophecy, not prescription. Is determined by mystery and ecstatic joy. Requires listening. Is not centralized, though we all know where we're going. It happens in stages and all at once. It happens where you live and everywhere. It understands that divisions are diversions. It requires sitting still and staring deep into my eyes. Go Go ahead, ahead, love. Thank you both for sharing that. So in in doing a different kind of, um, instead of the three people, instead of doing it with an, a third, has it, does it feel different doing it with just the two of you? Not too much. I actually did the same piece last year um, and shared it with, with two other people. And we did it in sections, like somebody did the first section, somebody did the second section, and somebody did the third section. And so this year, we're changing up the arrangement and we're trading off and it's kind of a more conversational piece. And so this kind of feeds into that fairly well. I mean, I I wish our third was here, but some people have to work. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So... Aaron, you said that you had you've been of the folks that are here, you've done you did this one this year like Heather did. Yes, it was actually my very first vagina monologues experience. I had heard about the show uh through the years and even have a friend who put together a satirical take on this show, but I have have Last year, or this year, I guess, earlier this year, mm-hmm. was my first experience with uh, hearing all the pieces and, and performing in it. And what was it that, that, I guess, pushed you into the, I'm going to do it? What was the threshold there? Well, I knew some of the people who were the producers last year, and uh, both my mother and my father have theatrical roots. My father's a professional actor, and my, my mother got her master's in in theater, although she ended up not pursuing that. But in Austin, she was one of the people who started the original Center for Battered Women. And so it's always kind of been a a strong cause for for me. So So this gets to combine a lot of your interests. Yes, yes. And honor my mom, who unfortunately has passed away. But it's a, a a good honoring of her. I'm sure she's proud. Thank you. And Ramona, uh, when when did you know that you needed to be in this production? I knew that I needed to be in this production maybe about mm, 10 years ago when I picked up a copy of the book at a used bookstore. And I read it, and I was blown away. Uh, 
I felt it to be one of the most powerful collection of women's voices that I'd read in a long time. Last year, I took part in the V-Day production of a memory monologue, a rant, and a prayer because I felt like I was at the point of of my life where I wanted to combine. I liked what you said earlier about combining art and activism. I wanted to have a more visible, a more pronounced voice for um, gender-based violence and women's issues in general, besides just doing the, you know, the Facebook, click on the meme, share the meme. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be more involved. Right. I like to, I call that stuff the passive activism. Yes, that. Yeah. So have either of you... Well, you, since you read the book 10 years ago to now, or Aaron, since uh, you got the bug a year ago, have either of you been writing or thinking about writing your own vagina monologues? Since you brought up that question to us tonight, I had the realization that, oh, so there's maybe a connection because I recently started journaling again. And um, some of my journal topics are regarding my experiences with this process? I would have to say that although I enjoy writing and I like to write, I'm more of a ranter. And so like recently, (laughs) in in the recent uh, past, I've kind of been ranting on politics and, and that kind of stuff. And I expect that I could end up writing about the experience, but as a vagina monologue itself it it hasn't been in my in my mind yet now you're putting it there (laughs) (laughs) that's my that's my plan (laughs) so uh in order to put this production on you guys are um, holding some some fundraisers some activities you're doing some stuff to get the funds together to support the community with this production and to support a safe place in in the in the long run yes yes um we're doing a uh garage sale um and that's also going to be a bake sale and we're going to have an art auction um all in one and it will be um, on January, I think 20, uh, I think 21st, January 21st at 3103 East 16th Street, 78702. And that's in East Austin. Um, you can park on the street. Um, and it will be, um, going on, uh, probably like, all day, we'll be posting more information. We'll be sharing more information about it as it gets closer. Yeah, and I'll share that on the Issues for Your Tissues Facebook page so that people can go there to find out information, just like they can find out about the tickets for the production. But if you're not available to come in February to the to the show on Friday the 17th, Saturday the 18th, or Sunday the 19th, uh, you can participate in this all-around sale to <laughs> to help to promote the One Billion Rising V-Day, Safe Place, Vagina Monologue, all the good things that you could you could put together into one one benefit there. Yes, if you um, have anything that you, you know, you have some stuff around your house that you, you know, would like to get rid of, 
we would, you know, feel, feel free to bring it by and we will hold on to it until then. You can um, email uh, Heather or yes. you can you can even email me at Katie at Co-op and I can share that information with Heather if that's easier to remember and we can get information to you. So that's available to you. Yes. And uh, if you don't have anything to give, but you still want to help out and you also... You can also volunteer. We we will need volunteers to be there the day of, and also to help set up, you know, and prep things the day um a co- the day before. So we would love to have you. And if you just want to come hang out, you are more than welcome to do so. Sounds like a fun day. So that's going to be in January, you said. Yes, January twenty first. It's a Saturday. Um, that way, it's you can come. You know, whenever uh, you have time for any amount of time, there's uh, it's not like the show where the show starts and then it ends at like between like two hours. This is just a kind of a more casual setting. Um, but if you want to come, there will be several cast members there. I will be there. Um, our producer, Thomasina, who was also an MRP mm-hmm. um, with Ramona, um, will be there. And you can, you know, uh, if you're looking for community, you will find it there and it'll be a a wonderful day. Right. So that's also the, as my audience who is totally uh, smart and good looking already knows, uh, that's a celebration weekend for Roe v. Wade. So if you're out and about, if you're traversing the city, looking for fun things to do to support women, then this will definitely be up your alley. So I'll definitely share more information about that as it comes. And I look forward to talking to you guys about that in more detail as we approach and ready to share that with listeners who are visiting Issues for Your Tissues on the co-op website or the Facebooks or the Twitters or any of that. So uh, you guys are all over the place. Yes, and it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. And I'm very proud of everybody that's involved and happy to know everyone, too. I just wanted to get some closing thoughts from you guys. I know that there are there must be a lot of feelings and experiences and ideas that this is generating within all of you, whether that's to write or to perform more or to read different things or to rant, uh, that this is really something that this can be a good kind of trigger, uh, a good kind of cathartic experience and uh, want us to know how that's been affecting you, Laura? Well, I certainly hope that this brings attention to the needs of of women to speak out, especially at this time. Right, because this is going to be for uh, not just for (laughs) uh, the election and the, the aftermath of it, but around Valentine's Day, there's it's kind of turbulent. It is. It's always very emotional, and um, and I think it's really helpful to have a community or to have a show and and to to feel like you're you're part of this. I think it's. Uh, I agree. Like Valentine's Day is. Um, it's actually my sister's birthday, and she hates Valentine's Day, which is you know because it is her birthday, and she doesn't like for her. She wants to just purely celebrate that, and so for me, I've always kind of thought about it is, you know. If whatever your situation is, it's it could it could go a bunch of different ways, um, and so I think that the fact that we celebrate throughout the entire month of February to show that it's not something that you should just do like for one day only. You need to do this all the time. Like you need to become you know 
you need to you don't have to be like hardcore being in a play every day but uh it being comfortable talking about it and you know reaching out to people who need to be reached out to if you see something you know say something you know um because people even though they may not act like they heard you right away it it might be that little grain of sand that starts something and ramona you were gonna add so last year I was in the MMRP and great group of women, very powerful pieces. But so, but after hearing the pieces, sometimes you just felt a little bit raw because of the content. And what I am enjoying about this production is that there is definite um, consideration of serious issues. Some of the pieces in the monologues are pretty raw and powerful also but there is a sense of playfulness and also a a distinct perspective of healing and i am finding that very important particularly at this as you reference this time right Aaron, yes the that re the affirmation of the power of oneself especially as a woman is is I think very important, yes, because of the times, but also because of how society deals with women and, and quiets us so so often. So it's nice to be able to to laugh and cry and, and everything in between. And I, I think the vagina monologues is, is a good outlet for that. It Sounds is like very a, all-encompassing. Right, yeah. and a safe place to do that. Yeah. Right? And, Scream, cry, rant you know, laugh. I mean, it's, I think we've, we've heard it all and we probably will, if we haven't done it all yet, we'll probably do it all by the end of, by the, end of the show. <laughs> and, and Brenda, any closing thoughts? What this has been for me has been the opportunity to meet, get to know women younger than myself who have been active longer than I've even thought about being active. So this is my way of putting my toe in the activity for women. And I have wonderful young women to guide me in that direction. So I can't be more pleased to be part of the Vagina Monologues. So that's great. Sounds like there's always community. Yes, and it's really important because it's very it's a very diverse cast. You've also got from like age to, you know, background to interest and Every, like I don't, you wouldn't say like everybody has does the same job or or lives in the same place. Like we, you know, we live all across Austin, um, and there's a couple, there's several people in San Marcos and on the outskirts of Austin, but they're all pretty local, and everybody has their own experience and has been, you know, involved for different periods of time. And I think that is has such a powerful impact on the, on when you see it. Well, thank you all for being here tonight. It's been great to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much.